Hi, and welcome to the Lonely Triathlete Podcast. My name is Todd, and I am the Lonely Triathlete coming to you live from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada on this Saturday, October 21st. Well, we have come out of the driest summer, I believe, in the history of British Columbia this year. It's certainly the worst uh, season for wildfires. Just constant, constant issues with wildfires. And uh, thankfully, Vancouver, the metro Vancouver area was spared from the wildfire smoke for the most part, except for in the last couple weeks of the summer, it got a little bad outside. Like August had a a couple weeks where it was moderate or I could smell it when I went outside it smelled like somebody just started the campfire and um, actually it was a little concerning for the race in September whether or not we'd have bad air quality because leading up to the race the air quality was kind of moderate and I've got exercise induced asthma or I have a mild version of exercise induced asthma I haven't really felt it in my chest for a few years now but I used to really feel it when I was cycling or running hard in the summer but uh, I was a little concerned that if I had to push myself to maximum and the air wasn't really clear that I might have some issues but I didn't so that's good but now the rains of October are starting to come back now they're not in full force yet but I have a spidey sense tingling I feel like I feel like the storm clouds are building. The rain clouds are gathering. I just you get that sense in the air that the rain is coming and the warmer clothes are beckoning. But until then, we'll keep on training as if nothing weird is happening, right? A uh, quick training update. So I am back into cycling now on my trainer by squishing my broken toe into my cycling shoes. It actually, I don't feel it at all. There's no pain, thankfully. And today I even managed to get through a 90 minute workout. Didn't feel my toe, didn't think about my toe. So that's great. I watched YouTube videos for the whole 90 minutes, which completely distracted me from my workout. It was great. Uh, a f- couple days ago, I ran in a torrential downpour, 10K, and soaking wet conditions. It was about an hour, and I had my brand new waterproof running shoes on. I was so excited. I loved the fact <laughs> that it was pouring rain, and there were puddles and little rivers on the on the seawall here, because I was in invincible uh, waterproof shoes, right? And I was skipping through the the, um, the pooled water on the on the path. I wasn't running around it. I was just like splashing through it. It was amazing. For the first 40 minutes of my run, my feet were dry and warm and just just amazing. And then the last 20 minutes, I don't know what happened, but my shoes filled with three inches of water. And I just like squished all the way home in shoes full, full of water. And I got thinking, why did I pay so much money for these shoes to have them 
fill with water. I mean, could they be defective? They're Gore-Tex lined. They shouldn't have any water in them. So I've been thinking about it and I thought, you know what I did? You know, hubris. I just ran through the puddles like there was no tomorrow. And of course, water can get in at my ankle. It's not like these things are knee-high boots. They're running shoes. So I probably was getting some water splashing up against my ankles. For absolute sure, water was pouring down the front of my leg. I was wearing running tights, but they were soaking wet. So a lot of that water was no doubt pouring down my shin into my shoe from the top. And probably a half dozen times or more, as I was skipping through the water, I felt a ton of water hit the front like the tongue of the shoe. And while I think that tongue is waterproof, it doesn't extend all the way to the front of my foot. There is a gap in that tongue. So, I mean, let's face it. If I went swimming in the ocean, my feet would get wet. And I was almost as wet as if I'd gone swimming in the ocean. The way I was kicking through the water. So, oh man, Todd, just because you have waterproof running shoes doesn't mean you can like put your feet in a bucket of water and have them stay dry so I need to run more normally next time I need to if I accidentally you know run through a little puddle fine but I shouldn't find every puddle and run through it right they're not like completely invincible they're just you know run reasonably Todd and your feet won't get wet so that was my experience with my running shoes. Uh, I got my flu shot today. Did you get your flu shot? Do you get a flu shot where you are? I didn't always get a flu shot, uh, you know, in, I guess to say, growing up. I don't remember. I think the first time I they ever offered flu shots were in the 80s. You had to pay for them. And then in Canada, you didn't. You didn't always have to pay for them in Canada. Sometimes you did, sometimes you didn't. I remember once when I, when I really wanted the flu shot because I heard it was a very bad flu, I paid 20 bucks. The next year, I thought there's got to be a way around this because I know certain types of people with certain medical conditions don't have to pay and people with asthma don't have to pay. And so I just told them, yeah, I've got asthma. And they said, oh, you get a free shot. And I was like, sweet. They didn't ask for proof of my asthma. At that time, I only suspected that I had exercise-induced asthma. As it turns out, I think I do, but there's no way to prove it. So anyway, I got the free flu shot that, that year. And it seems like in the last 10 years, the flu shot's been pretty much free. Um, but I didn't always get it. It was almost hit and miss. Like whether I heard that it was a bad flu season or not would depend on whether I got it or not. But 10 years ago, I got the flu so badly. I didn't get the flu shot. And I got the flu so badly. I remember I was about two days in bed. And I, I mean two, 48 hours of only leaving the bed to crawl to my bathroom, get on the toilet, vomit, and go to the bathroom at the same time I'm talking fluid out of both ends it was awful I remember crawling into my shower and throwing up in my shower and then getting back on the toilet and doing some more oh it was so bad that's I think that's when I decided I don't care how much the flu shot cost me 
I am going to get the flu shot every year. And I have for the last 10 years. So today I got the flu shot and my arm is a little bit sore, but what do I care? What's a little soreness? Uh, my final story has to do with niacin. This was an insane experience. So niacin or vitamin B3, it is prescribed to people who have high cholesterol. I've got high cholesterol. I eat like the best foods on the planet and yet I have high cholesterol. It's got to be genetics. I couldn't eat more vegetables if I tried and less greasy food. Like I just eat vegetables and oats and salad and soup. <laughs> That's like my life. I, just, I couldn't I couldn't possibly eat any cleaner. Once in a while, do I have a little pack of like sugary treats? Of course I do. But by and large, I eat great. But I've got high cholesterol. I've got high, low density um, cholesterol, which is the bad kind of cholesterol. I went through a lot of testing. I told you about this on my um, recent podcasts where I have not only a lot of the low density um, cholesterol, but I have the tiny particle size. I have the worst kind of cholesterol. So I need to get this under control. So the clinic that I went to and my family doctor said, yes, niacin or vitamin B3 is amazingly effective at lowering your cholesterol. You have to take it in kind of higher doses than normal and it causes flushing of the skin. So I read about this and I researched this and it, to me, was no big deal. So you feel a little hot and your skin gets a little red and you might sweat a little bit. It feels a little bit uncomfortable. Well, big deal. I sweat every day. I feel hot every day. I feel uncomfortable every day with my training. So what's a little bit of niacin flush, they call it? No big deal, right? But I did think that the the 500 milligrams that they kind of start you with and then over time they want to get you up to a thousand or more. I thought 500 sounded high. So I I looked for lower dose capsules. I couldn't find any. So I bought 500s and I cut them in half. So I started with 250, right? Thinking this is not going to be a big deal. I took 250 on this week on Monday with my breakfast with a monstrous bowl of oatmeal and walnuts. So there was, and there was, and fiber. There was a lot of stuff in there to slow the absorption of the niacin. And in 13 minutes after having the niacin, if I didn't know that I took something that might give me a, a slight reaction, I might have called 911 and gone to the hospital. It was incredible. My face started like my forehead started burning and itching and then within minutes it went down to my whole head felt like someone stuck it in a kiln they stuck it in a sauna at 220 fahrenheit i was like oh my head it feels like it's doing actual damage to my brain and then the heat started to travel down into my torso and then down into my cat into my thighs i had to log off work I took all my clothes off, except for my underwear, because I'm a decent Canadian citizen. And I went out into the back onto my deck and I sat in the cold air, just like moaning to myself, going, oh, oh, this is the worst. Oh. And then I had read, luckily, that this isn't harmful. There's no danger. It just feels terrible. Oh, beyond the 
beyond terrible. So then I came into my living room and I just laid down on the ground for half an hour. Just laid there. I thought, I can get through this. I can get through this. I'll just meditate through this. And after about half an hour of the most intense burning and itching and sweating, it kind of went away. And within an hour of taking that pill, it was pretty much gone. Oh, I had no idea I would react so strongly. So since then, I've looked for 100 milligram tablets. They're almost impossible to come by. I found some on Amazon. They ripped me off. But anyway, I bought some. And now I've been taking 100 milligram tablets at a time. And I don't feel a thing. So that's good news. I'm going to have to build up. I take 200 a day now. 100 at a time. And over time, I'm going to get up to the 500, 600, 700. I'll eventually get up to 1,000 or whatever they tell me they want me to get to. But, oh, <laughs> when you read, oh, causes a slight flushing reaction. It, yeah. It, it, take my word for it. It is worse than that. But I survived. I survived a broken toe. I survived soaking wet feet. I survived the attack of the niacin dose. It's been a good week. I've made it. Still here. Talking on the podcast. So that's it. That's my adventure for this week. Uh, Thank you for all of your emails, everyone. I love, love, love getting your emails. Some of you have sent me some notes to say hi. And I have to say, the stories I'm hearing are absolutely spectacular like wow 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 maybe one day soon i'll summarize some of the stories that i'm hearing but you are all so inspirational i just love hearing about your journeys why you started when you started how you started and what you're up to it's absolutely really really cool we don't have to be lonely triathletes as long as we talk to each other. So this is fantastic. If you want to email me, again, my email address is thelonelytriathlete at gmail.com. So please keep them coming. Email me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's it for me. I wish you all a great weekend. And I will talk to you in about a week's time. Peace. Peace.